Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, we have been doing the Scary Time Success Manual podcast version, which has been really fun, and today we're going to do a deep dive on strategy number two, which is forget about your commodity and to focus on your relationships. So bottom line, what does it mean to forget about your commodity and to focus on your relationships? Yeah, I'm using commodity here in a very general sense, Shannon. You know, all of us to make a living are selling something. And so whatever you're selling, it's either in a job form or you got a product or you have a service or you have an experience. I'm calling that your commodity, but during normal times, it's how you make your living. So that's what I'm using. And when you go into scary times, some things which are commodities become essential. Give you an idea of that is the type of medical service that would be most in need during scary times, such as we're experiencing right now, that goes right to the middle of the spotlight as far as being crucial. Mm -hmm. Now, during normal times, people do surgery and people are in ER and everything else, but it's actually kind of a commodity thing. But during this time, it becomes very, very crucial. And other activities, for example, there are other medical specialties right now They're laying off their teams and they're basically the doctors have nothing to do. So it's not essentially about being a doctor. It's just that particular medical specialties go right into the spotlight and they become very important. Mm -hmm. So the way that if you don't have an essential service, then you're not selling and nobody's buying. So that makes a big difference. And the other thing is that certain other activities, for example, truck drivers have become very, very important Mm -hmm. because... The stores have to be fully supplied, grocery stores and other stores have to be fully supplied. And so there's been a lot of articles I've been on the internet this week, and I'm going to say that for a couple of weeks anyway, that truck drivers are far, far more important than Hollywood celebrities (laughs) (laughs) who are expected to go and be self-isolated and we really don't want to hear about their views on the world during uh-huh. this period of time. So their celebrity is not in demand right now. Yeah. Right. So that's what I mean by this. And so I automatically, our commodity is strategic coach workshops. Uh-huh. And guess what? For two and a half months, we're not going to be selling and we're not going to be paid for new workshops. And even the existing workshops, we're going to have to supply in digital form. So we have to change our game and Mm -hmm. everything. And everybody knows in our company that we're changing our game. So the big thing here is that the strategy is take for granted that everything has shifted and the normal is no longer normal and you're in special times. And therefore, instead of worrying about how you're going to get paid doing your normal work or providing your normal value. Just take for granted that if you do, that you're in, it's lucky, but generally speaking, don't count on it. And what I do is I switch immediately, what are my most important relationships now? And how do I bring value to my most important relationships? And that's my whole thing here. And I can tell some stories as we go along to show the power of this. Once you make the switch and you go out and you help other people create a new future because the old future doesn't work anymore. 
I think, Dan, that's a really important point, and you have some great stories, and if anyone listening has not seen our uh, Scary Times Success Strategies video, you just lay out a whole path in that, Dan, and we've been getting a lot of feedback because you're doing exactly what you're talking about. You are giving people a lot of confidence and direction about how to give their audiences confidence and direction, which is what we can do for each other right now. So regardless of what business you thought you were in, is what I'm hearing, this is really how you can, regardless of what it was in the past, this is how you can be useful in the future. Is that right? Yesterday, you and I were on a call and I said, you know, it's kind of like the end of one Monopoly game. You know, when you're playing the game Monopoly, all the pieces go back in the box, but there's a difference in the real world game. And that is, that the pieces change when you put them back in the box and the game board actually changes too. So you've really got to think it's an entirely new game. I've got some new pieces, some old pieces aren't as valuable and it's a different board game. So on the board game, the actual positions and I think probably even the dice is different. Even the dice is different. When Definitely they, loaded differently. Yeah, <laughs> they're certainly loaded a different way than they are during normal times. I would contrast this, you know, that people who get trapped by their commodity in the sense that, well, if I can't sell what I've been trained to sell, if I can't do what I'm used to doing, if I can't get paid the way I'm normally paid, then there's nothing I can do. And they get very, very paralyzed. Mm -hmm. I've seen people kind of go negative with this because then they're upset and somebody is responsible for this whole thing and they go looking for people to blame and they just become generally unpleasant to be around and they become a burden to other people instead of being useful, instead of being adaptive and Mm. actually creating a new game for themselves and helping other people create a new game for themselves, they get trapped and paralyzed and you see that. Yeah, you certainly do. And especially if people are trying to you know, keep going with an old system that clearly is no longer working. It's true. They really do get stuck. And we're used to delivering live workshops. And it's a different beast when you put it onto a video screen. And thank goodness for Zoom. But, you know, I was talking to our chief designer, Kathy, and she goes, you know, there's the old way of doing it. And then she said, I almost want to think about it completely fresh. I'm like, let's do it. You know, that actually looks like a more fun project and easier by well, it's not even if you knew what you knew know now, but it's like, okay, if we're doing it over again, how would we do it? Well, that's actually a really exciting conversation and frees you up from any past things that you might be stuck on and allows you to be really responsive and to move forward. Yes. I love it. So Dan, you have some very specific and clear action steps, which I can't wait mm-hmm. for people to get hold of and to dive into. So you talked about your most important relationships, and I really like how you talk about specific relationships. We've chatted about that before. So your first action is identify your 20 most important relationships. Let's talk about that. Yeah, and I'm using 20 just as if you do this 20 times, you'll really be in the swing of it. Yeah, it might be 25, you know, it might be fewer. But when you look at your future and you know, if the future is going to be good and the future is going to get better, mm-hmm. then it's going to be because of the power of the relationships, specific relationships you have for the future. And these can be personal relationships. They can be 
in company, you know, the relationships you have inside of a company or inside your organization. They could be, of course, individuals outside your company and especially in the form of customers and clients. Mm -hmm. And I just use 20 as a loose number. It's uh, top 20. You know, there's always a top 20 list in virtually every area of human activity. And I just say, well, if I were to go out and actually invest in the 20 people who are going to be most important for a better new future that I have, who are they? You know, you brainstorm for a few minutes and you don't have to have all 20 set before you take your first action. But what I would recommend every time you write down a name, just sort of visualize the person, you know, kind of remind yourself why they're going to be on the list, you know. I think that in itself is a really useful exercise. And my goal is for these 20 is to be a hero to them, you know, is to be a hero to them. So I've decided, you know, that I would feel good, they would feel good if I would just be a hero to them during a period where they may have also kind of lost their future. Mm-hmm. Okay. The thing is, if you try to go back to your past, you lose your future. Right. Okay. So a new future has to be created. And everybody who's grown throughout their lifetime has done this many times. It's mm-hmm. just that this is a particularly dramatic event. You know, it a really very, is. A very dramatic event. Yeah. That's a fascinating statement, Dan. If you try to go back to your past, you've lost your future. That's mm-hmm. very insightful because it's true. You need to invent a new future. Just to share a little insight on that, one of the things that we do as part of our team activity in our company is we have one-year planner meetings. So that gets kicked off in a big team meeting. And this was the first quarter where we were meeting with our groups to share. And my conversation was this morning, feels like longer. I have to tell you, it was so fun. You were just getting clear on what my goals were. They are completely accomplishable. There's such a word, despite the kind of global shutdown, the pause that we're all taking right now. And it was so invigorating to get focused on, and I didn't have my old sheet, so I had to make up my goals fresh. And it was such a brilliant exercise. So to some extent, we did that with our own little group of four. And it was just amazing. So that whole idea of getting together with people and helping them really figure out their new future, I think is key. And on that note, you talk about focused individual discussions. What do those discussions look like, Dan? Well, first of all, you're having the discussion to actually get in touch with the person, you know, Mm -hmm. because maybe over the last week or two, you haven't been in touch with them, so you get in touch with them. You know, we're under special restrictions in this particular crisis because of the social distancing, so it's probably a Zoom call or it'll be on the phone. I forget what the one's called on the phone. What's it called on the phone? You have oh, a- well, it could be Zoom, it could be Ring Central, it could be, you know, just a, there's yeah, lots of different ways to do it. There's some programs that I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with. I'm very familiar with Zoom, so I'm very. Oh, you think of FaceTime? FaceTime, that's the name of it. Yes. <laughs> I know people do that. I know people use their cell phones. I am very, very familiar with that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, but it's an experience to be savored the day that I actually have it, but I haven't had that experience yet. But I've had lots of Zoom calls, so I'm very comfortable with that. So basically, you're going to have a conversation. And as we go along here, this is a special kind of conversation because the conversation from your standpoint is going to be all about them. Mm. Okay, And you're going to set yourself the goal to have it last at least an hour, 
then have flexibility. If it lasts two hours, you have the flexibility to do that. But the conversation isn't going to be about you. And it's especially, absolutely, not going to be about your commodity. Mm. It's not about your job. It's not about your product. It's not about your service. It's not about anything that relates to you. It's all about them. And the best way of doing that is to ask questions, actually ask questions. And the reason is because there's one thing that the human brain cannot ignore, and that's actually a question. And if the question is about them, then you will have them in a position where they can start thinking about their thinking in a way that they've probably not done since the scary time started. The conversation that you will have with them will be the probably the most special conversation they'll have with anyone during the entire period of the scary times. And that's my goal when I do it, is that I have the best conversation and I'm at my best, but it's all about them. Well, I really like, Dan, that the focus is 100% about them, not about your commodity, but also not about commiserating which I think is what a lot of people's default is like, Oh, what's your experience? Here's my experience. You know, and it's like, you kind of go back and forth in exchange, but it's talking about things. It's talking about people. It's talking about events. It's not talking about your thinking or your future. And Mm -hmm. so really it's a very, very, very different conversation. I want everyone listening to get super clear on that. It's 100% not about you and 100% all about them. Now, Dan, I think I know the question (laughs) that you're going to suggest. So You've had a question, and one of our clients nicknamed it the DSQ, the Dan Sullivan question. Mm-hmm. We, internally, we refer it as to the R-factor question, and R stands for relationship. But there's a question that you've hit on that has been really profound to really elicit this kind of future and their thinking. So let's dive into that. Yeah, well, it's something that has developed over about 45 years of coaching entrepreneurs, What I do is I simply pick a time period in the future, a date in the future. And this could be in years, or it could be in quarters, or it could be in months. But a good one for right now would be three months. Okay, so, you know, we're still early into the current crises with the worldwide virus. And I'd say, so the question is, if we were having this conversation, it was three months from now. And you were looking back over the three-month period, so you're actually in the future and you're looking backwards back to today. What has to happen in your life over the next three months, both personally and professionally, for you to feel happy with your progress? Mm-hmm. Okay. If the individual is really as important as you think they are, they'll be very open to the question. Okay. One of the reasons you've put them on your list and You could even tell them, the person saying, you know, I was just put together a list of people who I thought it would be really important for me to talk about, you know, kind of what's going on in your life and what's happening. And you were right at the top of the list. So I'm just wondering how you're looking at it. And I have a question for you. And you ask the question. And it may seem uncomfortable asking the question, but actually the question has an enormous power to it because you're asking the person to imagine a future that maybe they haven't seen before this. Because what happens when there's a crisis, when there's a scary times crisis, the future that you thought was 
just normally what you were expecting was going to happen as a matter of course, right. all of a sudden has been interrupted, the future. And I think a lot of people are shocked because the future they thought they had has gone and they don't have a replacement. They don't have a replacement future. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do it on your own, but someone asking you this question will be of great assistance to you. So this is actually the greatest thing you can do for another person who means a lot to you and who is going to mean a lot to you in the future. This is the greatest thing that you can actually do during scary times is ask them the question about what the future looks like from the three months out, you know, and maybe down the road you can have a second conversation and you can extend it a year out and everything, you know, but I think three months will do the job here. And then they ask the question, and specifically, there's three things you want to go after as the conversation around the question, their Mm -hmm. answer develops, and that is, do they have any dangers right now that have to be eliminated in the next three months? And that would be tremendous progress if they eliminated this danger, because danger is about fear, and you know, our brains are structured in such a way that we feel fear first, you know, the amygdala, the famous (laughs) amygdala, you know. We didn't survive as a species this long without having a healthy priority for things that scare us. Right. And the other thing is then opportunities that are available right now, but they need to be captured in the next three months. Mm. So you have fears, you know, and there's excitement around opportunities. And there's lots and lots of opportunities right now. You know, people say, well, fear about what? And I say, well, it could be fear about anything. Yeah. You know, it could be fear about money. It could be fear about health. You know, it could be a fear about losing opportunities. You know, it could be fear. <laughs> Good point. And opportunity is about gains. That's a, you have something that you could gain if you can take, you know, effective action as fast as possible. You can actually have a gain. And then the... Third one is strengths that you already have that could be utilized much more, you know, that you could maximize certain strengths that you have right now. You've had them, but you haven't really been maximizing them. And one of the things I'm very, very clear about is our visual capabilities, Shannon, that you and I have developed and the company has developed over the last decade, really, are coming in very handy right now. We moved into this very quickly because we had made a special point about developing capabilities mm-hmm. in the digital land. Yes. So that's it. So you identify your 20 most important relationships, and then you set up you know, focused discussions with each of them. The rule is you make it all about them, and you help them by asking this question. We call this... My favorite, this is the DOS discussion because DOS stands for dangers, opportunities, and strengths. And I tell you, when you cover those three areas, you've really covered 360 degrees. Uh And it could be about their personal life, about their business life, about other areas of life that they have, for example, hobbies and other interests that they have. And all you have to do is ask the question, the other person will fill in all the blanks that are meaningful for them. When you return to where you are, and that's probably just clicking off the computer, you write up a little summary of what they said was most important to them with dates and with numbers and everything else, and you just send it back to them. And I have to tell you, this will be 
absolutely appreciate it as the greatest thing that you can do for anyone yes. during this period of time. On the scale of value creation right now for another person, this ranks number one. Mm. It's so powerful. This is what I have been working with our membership advisor team on doing. This actually is the first experience that most people have with coach and getting clear on your future. Now we had a different time frame, not 90 days, but it normally three years. And it's so powerful because, you know, what people's future is about is where you can have an impact. And Dan, the other thing I really find fascinating about this, and sometimes a question I get is, do I need the capability to eliminate all their dangers or help them take advantage of their opportunities or maximize their strengths? And the answer to that is no. No, you're not the problem solver. And they're not expecting you to be the problem solver. The problem that you're solving is the biggest one. And that is that until you set up the meeting and you set up the circumstances where this could be talked about, they really couldn't think about the biggest problems they had. You know, the problem isn't the problem. The problem is people don't even know how to think about the problem. And generally, a question coming from the outside that asks you to kind of describe for yourself how you're seeing the future Mm -hmm. is an icebreaker. It breaks up a logjam. They have so many things they're thinking about, but they can't ask themselves this question. You know, the question has to come from the outside. Uh And the reason is because they need someone to bounce their answers off of. So, yeah, I came up with this about 30 years ago, and I'm just amazed to this day how it just always works. It just always works. And what I love is that you're sending people back, you know, in the letter format and captioning conversations, and the sending it back to them is a transformational experience for them. Because as you pointed out, Dan, people don't always remember what they've told you or when you reflect it back to them in a really organized way. Here's what 90 days from now you said needs to be true for you to be happy with your progress. And relative to that, here's the biggest dangers to be eliminated. And here are the opportunities to be captured. And here are your strengths mm-hmm. to be maximized. Because most people never talk about their strengths. You know, and you can get through this time period by trying to do everything and work on your weaknesses, but that's not going to be the success strategy. (laughs) The success strategy is actually going to be playing to your strengths. And when they get to see that, it looks almost very different than the conversation. It's not. They're going to think you're a genius, and it's like, well, that's what they do. Well, one of the interesting things that I've noticed that when you're answering a question like this, Uh okay, and I've been on the receiving end myself in a lot of different situations, You never remember what you're saying to the other person. I mean, you have no recollection of the actual words that you've actually used and you haven't done it because you're you're actually picturing yourself in the situations. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're you're highly visual, I notice. And all you've done is ask a question about dates and looking back. But I think the big thing is the person didn't know they had a future and you've just put them in the future. Yeah. So you actually introduced them to their future. And it's such a wonderful experience because they've been sort of trapped because mm-hmm. the future got taken away. And suddenly with one question, you've actually put them in the future and they see themselves in the future. Well, once they see themselves in the future, they've got their future back. And then you ask them to describe it and then attach some measurements to it, how much better the future is than where they are today. And I think there's a magic to this. And it appeals to the emotions, it appeals to their best intelligence, it appeals to their ability to visualize, it appeals to their ability to commit. 
Uh-huh. You know, I think it makes them courageous. Oh, talk more about that, Dan. That's really interesting. I mean, I'm thinking immediately of our four C's, which is, you know, if they didn't have a future that they could see or that it had just radically changed and their old one was gone and they don't have a new one yet, you're helping them, if I understand correctly, commit to that future, which they've just said is really important to them, not only from an intellectual standpoint in terms of what they want or what they would consider progress, but from their emotional side too, like fear and excitement and confidence that their dangers, opportunities, and strengths gives them. But that gives them the courage to take that on. Is that what you're describing? No, the biggest thing is they have a witness. Oh. This isn't them just thinking by themselves in a room. They just said something and they have a witness. And not only that, to their surprise, a couple hours later, the witness sends them back their testimony in writing. (laughs) Yeah. Then they have the courage to take that on. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And in case you're wondering what the rest of the four C's are, it's commitment, courage, which creates capabilities, which leads to greater confidence, which gives you what it takes to create greater commitments. So that's the four C's. Yeah. You can't wait to do something new until you have the capability and confidence Mm -hmm. to do it. What creates capability and confidence is being committed before you have the capability and confidence, and you have to go through a period of courage to actually do that. So it's the combination of making a commitment and going through a period of courage, which actually creates all new capability and confidence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like I want to let people know that if you want more info about being a hero, there's our fabulous quarterly book, Who Do You Want to Be a Hero To?, which really does a deep dive on that. We also have our fourth C's growth formula. And of course, we've got the DOS conversation as well. So I love, Dan, that we've kind of looked at those things from a different angle, especially in this kind of scary times that we're in where everything is different. But to my mind, having a real strategy to be able to forget about your commodity and how to focus on your relationships and the 20, whatever version of that you have, is really really powerful. And it gives you a way to be in motion, to be in action, which I think some people are wondering, okay, what do I do now if all the stuff I used to do is gone? Mm -hmm. What do I do now? And you've just given a fabulous pathway for success. And I'll tell a story about this. So our clients in Strategic Coach, just in the normal course of their work as entrepreneurs, are totally familiar with the DOS question, you know. But a lot of them still favor their commodity over the question. And one of the advantages of right now is nobody wants to hear about your commodity. Okay, so you're relieved of any temptation to talk to them about what you can sell to them right at this point. So you've been given a clear okay to just focus on helping them create a future for themselves. So one quarter, and this was in, oh, I think it was right near the end of 08. And this was during the recession, the biggest downturn since the Great Depression. That was in 08, 09. What I did is with all my workshops, and I coach about generally in the neighborhood of about 500 entrepreneurs every quarter in workshop form. So Mm -hmm. a dozen or so workshops. I asked them the question, how many of you are cash confident for the next quarter? In other words, you have reserves. And if there isn't any cash flow or not very much cash flow during the next 90 days, you're okay with that. 
and your mind is clear that you could think about something else that you might be doing. What I'm recounting here today is what I told them that these were their step-by-step formula that they would follow during the next 90 days. I said, how many of you would try this out? You know, and a certain number of hands went up. And I didn't check homework the next quarter when they came back. But a lot of them said, you know, I followed your advice on this. Not necessarily 20, maybe it was 15. (laughs) One person actually did 35. And I had one of our lead entrepreneurs in our top strategic coach group, which is called the Free Zone, has done 150 of these in the last three weeks. What? And he's done 150 DOS conversations. No way. He said, it's unbelievable how much my just asking this question, and this is the point I want to make, this happened back in 2008, Shannon. I had a number of individuals and say, that was the greatest cash flow quarter I've ever had in my life. They phoned, well, they said, since you gave me back my future, I might as well give you part of my growth. So, you know, we can do this and could you help with this and help with this. So I want to tell you, it's not the economy that's bad. It's not conditions are bad. It's that everybody who's important to future just lost their future. And in order for you to have a bigger future for yourself, you now have to volunteer to go forward and help at least 20 of the most important relationships get their future back. And if you just follow this formula, all of a sudden everything will clear up and there will be new ideas, there will be new opportunities, and you'd be amazed at how much business will actually return to you as a result of you being willing to set aside for now what you do for a living to help someone else actually create their future. Brilliant. On that note, Dan, thank you. I love the positive course of direction that you set and the 100% focus on someone else. And of course, the brilliant DOS conversation with which to do that. So as always, thank you so much. Thank you, Shannon.